0: all right you ready 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 we actually say this when it actually makes sense we're saying it as well <laughs> of all the episodes we've got to do it <laughs> this time
1: now come along and listen to us talk with the Bon jam go and have a lovely little walk with the Bonjam. jam let me put it on and go to bed with the Bon jam we'll grab yourself a slice of toast and spread with the bond jam hello and welcome to Bon jam with me simon jeffrey and i'm joined by the 20 Baht to my 20,000 Baht, if you can get this heap to go any faster, it's Mr. James Turner. You know what, I tried to guess what you were going to say and compare
0: me to, and I actually wrote it down, because I, I was trying to predict what you were going to compare me to, and I wrote down Fu Yuk and Dom uh, Perignon as the two things that you'd compare me to. Um,
1: I think I've done that one before. Have you?
0: Yeah, uh, be, uh, I feel right,
1: like okay. I have on one of the in-between episodes, or, like for something else, but... Right, I, no It rings a bell Yeah,
0: maybe, maybe you did
1: How are you, James?
0: Uh, I'm good, I've just uh, I've missed doing this because it's been so long, even though Yes, it's... may I say,
1: Happy New
0: Year Yay, <laughs> first episode of 2023 uh, We
1: don't do this full time, we have other things going on but
0: uh... I, I think we could set a goal of maybe getting to, I don't know, for your eyes only Maybe that's too to, uh, This year?
1: like this year <laughs> Moonraker Hmm. Let's see how many Possible. episodes it takes for you to be proved wrong. There. <laughs> anyway, yes, uh, welcome back to Bond Jam for the time being, until we take another lengthy hiatus. Uh, uh, today we are talking about the second of Roger Moore's Bond outings, The Man with the Golden Gun from 1974. James, we've, uh, we've discussed this film uh, at various points in the past, mm-hmm. when we've talked about uh, the allies of the series. Yeah, I think that came yeah. up in the last we, we episode. We teased
0: this episode quite a few times. We did.
1: Yeah, but um, before we get ahead of ourselves, I wonder if you could just do us a favour by uh, attempting, as best you can, to describe the plot of The Man with the Golden Gun.
0: Okay, so uh, so, but Bond is sent a golden bullet, uh, as apparently from uh, The Man with the Golden Gun. It was uh, an assassin. So M, because it seems like he's now uh, on the hit list for Scaramanga, he removes Bond from his mission because of this uh, of this threat. Uh, so Bond's like, oh, great, uh, don't take me off the mission. Uh, so M sl- slightly hints at the fact that, you know, if, well, if you take a Scaramanga out first, then you can it'll be all back to normal again. So one's like, okay, right, I'm going to try and find this Scaramanga and put a stop to him because I'll take him out first. Uh, And as it turns out, um, Scaramanga um, wasn't trying to kill Bond at all, but he was trying to kill somebody who's related to the mission that he was taking off in the first place regarding Mm. some energy crisis thing. And um, it turns out this Scaramanga's girlfriend that had actually uh, sent the bullet to try and stop Scaramanga uh, anyway and uh, and then i don't know something about this energy crisis some energy device thing that um that that Scaramanga wants that gives him some energy that without i don't, I don't know I, I, to be honest i've I, it lost me after that this energy device can give off energy and yeah and bond wants to stop him having this energy Literally, I have no idea that this film could have ended a lot quicker had certain things happened in a different
1: way. Yes, very well (laughs) described. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it is almost two plots sandwiched together, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's this whole sort of um, backstory of the energy crisis, which I think was inspired by a historical context Mm -hmm. of what was going on in the world at the time. But it provides initially a sort of backdrop for what I think is a more interesting story, but then yes. it kind of unnecessarily wanders its way back into the plot later on, and we think Scaramanga doesn't strike me as someone who's all that fussed with anything except his weird kind of um, fetishy lifestyle that <laughs> he lives. And yes, this sort of MacGuffin of the uh, the Solex, um, yes, the Solex agitator. Yes, yeah, sorry, I was I was I set you up in the hope that you'd correct me. About that. <laughs> Uh, that paid off yeah the the, the the crucial component of of the system that converts the light to i don't know I, I don't know how based in science this is um it's largely irrelevant um and as you say the the plot itself is set up as bond receives a, a mysterious clue in the uh, in the shape of this threat that appears mm-hmm. and um how did you find your most recent viewing james bit, uh, when i
0: was really young i used to like the Man with the Golden Gun, and then uh, I think you're the same. You read a book that actually said it's one of the weakest of the Bond films, and and I disagreed with it. But then as I got older, I started to realise actually, yeah, this is this is a weak Bond film, and because of that, became one of my least watched Bond films. So when we went onto this film to watch for this, I was actually quite excited about watching it. 'Cause it's not it's been so long since I last saw it.
1: Yeah, I think we did talk about it once and um mm. it was the um was it the essential, essential Bond Bond, book? Yeah. by um Dave Rowell and Lee Pfeiffer is it? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Many of the James Bond films that I first became familiar with were recorded onto VHS off the TV at the time. And um I didn't actually keep every single one and I recorded over a couple. Uh Live and Let Die was actually recorded over with uh The Man with the Golden Gun. And I watched that a lot of times, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, My radar for detecting the quality of any given film was was not particularly sharp as a child, I think, and um, it was Bond. And no one had told me which were the best Bonds and which were the less popular ones, so I just kind of liked them all, almost indiscriminately. And I almost wish I could go back to a point in my life where... I hadn't heard anyone else's opinion on, on these things. And, uh, uh I could, I, and I sort of tried to get into the mindset of, of my younger self going into it this time to just kind of take it for what it was, not for what it wasn't, mm. you know? Yeah. When we first decided to do the podcast way back in 2018, I think it was, oh, Wow, I set up a Google Sheets document that I still refer to today each time we record. (laughs) And it's essentially a large document with a page per film Listing, you know, the various aspects of the film and my comments about them. So, you know, the plot, the portrayal of the villains, the girls, the allies, Mm -hmm. the um, gadgets, the music, highs and lows, and other comments. It was my way of keeping track of my thoughts. Mm -hmm. The funny thing is, when we decided to do the podcast, I went and watched all the films in a row over the space of a week and a half or so. Yes,
0: I remember you doing it, yeah.
1: And completed all of these uh, spreadsheets for every single film at the time. Because I was naively under the impression that we would get through these episodes <laughs> within a few weeks, yeah. you know? I've watched it at least two more times since writing my initial comments about it. And But it, what's interesting is reading my comments from 2018 when I watched it, I clearly had a really hard time watching this film back then you know i'm i'm reading my own writing back to me and it's angry it's like <laughs> why the hell is hip doing this what the hell is <laughs> sheriff pepper doing uh i don't know if it's the fact that you know what last night watching it i wasn't watching it by myself i and i just sort of put my notes to one side and i sat and watched it mm. with my wife and enjoyed it yeah that um well i say enjoyed it that i i sat back and tried to enjoy it mm mm-hmm. mhm um, that I wasn't quite as un, unkind to it, uh, and perhaps I was a bit more forgiving to it. Um, my my opinion on the film has has changed throughout the years, from loving it and not knowing any better, to being perhaps overly persuaded by someone else's opinion in a book that I shouldn't like it at all, and going oh uh, oh yeah okay then, um, <laughs> to going no you know what I, I'm going to think for myself I am going to like it anyway regardless. And then uh, actually, it's not actually that good. It's sort of come and gone here and there. I think I'm trying to like brace the listener for the grilling that this film is probably about to get. If you love this film and you have your own reasons to love it, I would never want to take that away. Mm. Take it back Tabasco! Right away, Monsieur Scaramanga. So we begin with the um, with a pre-title sequence. Mm, it's a second and, pre-title sequence where in the row where we don't actually see Bond um, either, un- no. unless you count the well, we, statue of him. Yes, we see Roger Moore doing his best to stand still <laughs> like a statue. Um, w- what we do see is a very a very close up shot of a of a man's chest <laughs> with uh, with three nipples. Um, <laughs> just you know to to let you know something's up <laughs> and then some bloke appears on this island yes and I really I mean I've watched this film a bunch of times and I can't tell you with any confidence who this guy is meant to be is he a gangster
0: my theory is that he's the same guy from *Downs of Forever that is my theory um, it's the same actor it's the same it? actor but I believe I like to believe he's also the same character he doesn't die in *Downs of Forever
1: well, his character apparently is called Rodney, Rodney Yeah, in this film.
0: Uh, but he, don't, he, he doesn't have a name in Downs Off forever.
1: He turns up and he's um, apparently there to kill Scaramanga. Yes. Yeah. And Nick takes him through into a, a room, like a gymnasium almost, in, mm. in which to uh, wait for him. And that appears to be some kind of... Well, um, How do you interpret what goes on here? James, I'd be interested to hear what you think is my my going
0: theory, on. and this is a real long theory. Is that um, obviously the the idea is nobody ever has ever has ever seen Scaramanga. No one knows what he looks like. Uh, so Scaramanga has a little plan, or oh, you know, just to test my uh, abilities. I'm going to invite some sort of mob guy or some sort of bad guy to just come round on the pretense that, you know, I've got a job for them or something. And then, uh, but he, with the idea that, you know, if he gets, I don't know, maybe he's told Nick or you'll get paid, or tell, the, tell the guy who comes he's going to get paid if you take me out or something like that. And mm. then, um, but you, <coughs> use has oh, all oh, planned this so he can use this as a little training exercise. So that's why he's invented this fun house to, you know, it's kind of, they're there to uh, give Scaramanga a bit of a good time because he, you know, he enjoys
1: taking somebody's life. Uh, yeah, that, that that was my understanding that um, that knack sort of organises these um, various types of criminal and paid assassins. Yeah. To uh, to pay Scaramanga a visit and um, attempt to kill him as a as a means for Scaramanga to stay sharp and to hone his skills himself, you know, Mm -hmm. with a sort of live training exercise of some kind. I think the issue with it is, though, that um, I don't think it really convinces me that Scaramanga is, is all that capable. It seems like Rodney has several chances where he could have killed scaramanga mm. before yeah. before before he even saw him there you know because he gets the drop on him when he first appears yes you're right yeah scaramanga doesn't see he's even in the room before he's pointing a gun at him mm. from behind that chair yeah it, um, then he's
0: just a rubbish shot then
1: um in that <laughs> well he's sort of like shooting off to the side from there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like do you just tell knickknack to get the like bring bring me a hitman knick-knack bring me a hitman but make sure it's not a competent one (laughs) make sure it's some guy who's got an overly expressive face whenever he sees something (laughs) mildly confusing yeah but the i mean speaking of mildly confusing his whole kind of setup there that fun house that gym it's a real mishmash of kind of eclectic Decor and stuff yeah, yeah, isn't it yeah, yeah. Like, w- when Rodney's on his way through, he sort of walks past this kind of uh, this sort of bug collection oh yeah, uh, yeah yeah and and then there's sort of like a mixture of different architectures and mm. dangling skeletons and psychedelic patterns on the wall and and you know all these uh strange modern art angular structures and mirrors and things and you know, some of the the worst-looking so-called wax figures that, uh, <laughs> that I've seen.
0: So, speaking of which, is am I right in saying that the cowboy one w- is Roger Moore again?
1: Oh, I don't know. Uh, he was just wearing a moustache. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I think what struck me on this viewing more than ever before was how strange Scaramanga is. Yeah. Like there's clearly a sort of sexual element to his enjoyment of what he does. Mm -hmm. There's a weird sort of ritual that he goes through before and after a kill, seemingly with Mm -hmm. Miss Anders, but he's also obsessed with Bond. Yeah. And goes to great lengths to, um, to to fabricate the, the the wax work, you know, (laughs) and he regards it. And later in their conversation, when they're having dinner together, you know, He's just off his rocker completely. Like he, he's, he, re, he would regard killing Bond as the one, an indisputable work of art in his lifetime. Mm. Like beyond any other challenge that he could find for himself, he uh, he would regard that as as his greatest achievement. Yeah, to the point where it makes you think. I'm not. I'm not sure Bond has done enough to earn this reputation. <laughs> even you know, even over the course of. All of the movies combined, like, R- Roger doesn't carry that sort of weight with him, I don't feel, like, where where he walks into a room and you go, oh my god, that's the guy who destroyed the volcano mm, lair, and yeah, the guy yeah. who foiled Largo's plans, and Goldfinger's plans, <laughs> and, and uh, Kananga's plans, he just sort of wanders in like, hello darling. Yeah. It sounds like we're describing a really cool... Bond film, which I think on paper it is like
0: this, this villain, has this weird obsession with Bond and he kills people for a living and he's a recluse and has a third mm. nipple. Which I feel like it's almost it becomes a missed opportunity later on down the line.
1: Do you think um, Christopher Lee is uh, is up there in, in, among the greats? I do quite like him as a character. I know he's saying he's weird. He is undoubtedly weird. Yeah. I think there's a sort of like, like I say, I discovered Layers to his weirdness yesterday watching it that I hadn't really picked up on before. Mm. There's a boyish giddiness to him where Mm. he's just like, he just loves to show off. Um, He's just immensely proud of himself. There's a sort of oddly likable side to him where he just kind of wants to keep doing what he's doing with no obvious grand plan. Mm. Um, You know, he, he doesn't really have any wish... Well, I say he doesn't have any wish. I mean, later on, he like as I say in that conversation, he talks about if, if if he could cause the death of 007, that would be his masterpiece or something. Mm-hmm. But earlier on, he he seemingly genuinely tells Bond that he has no real desire to to harm him, and, yes. and he he was perfectly happy to leave him alone and just say go, go away. Yeah, you know, I, I don't have a fight with you.
0: Personally, I've got nothing against you, Mr. Bond, so let us hope that our paths never cross again. Please don't try to follow me.
1: I think Christopher Lee could play any number of Bond villains. Um, I'm not sure they get the best out of him as this one. I don't think there's anything wrong with his performance, but I sort of felt like he was a little bit underused. Do you think this the material? This either- I felt like he was absent for a lot of it. Mm. And... Is um, silent for a lot of it as well, I find, and you know. yeah, and doesn't say much for a lot of it as yeah. well. And you know, Christopher Lee's got a great voice, and they, you know, yeah, they should use it. So anyway, uh, we have our strange opening with Rodney, mm-hmm. and um, through through all mirrors and distractions, Scaramanga manages to get his hands on the golden gun, which is in the beak of a crow <laughs> for <Yeah>. some reason. <laughs> He shoots Rodney, who staggers out into the light, and Roger Moore, as Bond, is posing there as a... I don't know what moment that's meant to be. Uh, uh, is that meant to be a laugh or a jump scare? I, I can't quite work it out.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just- Scaramanga,
1: of, of course, is not, is not surprised to see him because he knows that he has a life-size waxwork of Bond <laughs> among his menagerie. But he uses this as a little chance to do some... Uh, target practice and shoots off bond's fingers revealing it to be uh, the wax work and we go into the title sequence featuring lulu's song mm-hmm. what do you think of lulu's
0: song is it one of your favorites oh it's cheesy isn't it yeah i feel like uh there's like a bit of a rocky vibe at the start it's like the dean and i feel like it's trying its best to come from "Living and Let Die's title track, but does nowhere, it's nowhere near the same quality.
1: I found the lyrics a little bit too literal. Yes, yeah. I mean, I couldn't help but kind of doing a jokey, funky disco dance to it, but I think overall it, it feels a little bit too fast. Like, I found Lulu sort of, like, running out of breath, getting those, like, wordy, descriptive lyrics in there, which sort of dive into kind of crassness at times yeah. and jokes around banging and all that stuff and there's not much to say other than it's just for me probably the weakest song yeah i mean
0: i I listen to the bond themes every now and then and when the man with the Golden gun comes on i probably usually skip that one yeah it's it's one of those where it's just like yeah no it's not not a fan
1: what do you know about a man called scaramanga w7 scaramanga oh yes the man with the golden gun.
0: So we go back to MI6 and I think this starts off what I call the um, the first of the, the grumpy scenes.
1: Yes, uh, we remember your, um, was it Room 101 yeah. pick for how how angry everyone is yeah. in MI6 in this film.
0: But re-watching it uh, again for this podcast, it made me realise, actually, I didn't realise how grumpy Roger Moore is. I feel like he's in a bit of a mood as well. It's like, oh, don't you know what? This is superfluous, powerful...
1: Is or something, and then it's like a third nipple, sir. I think they're going for jokes there. I think um, I like when Bond is asked what he knows about Scaramanga, and he takes a moment to think, Scaramanga, who's that? Yeah, and he goes, Oh yes, and then rattles off, Yeah, yeah. pretty much everything you could possibly know about someone. Yeah, yeah. why, sir? And I, I think they're going for humour there. Right, but right I okay. think I didn't get it. I think when they when they repeat that same approach with the. Uh, the superfluous Pablo, the memory gland thing. I think uh, that one misses the mark a little bit more than mm. the first joke attempt. Yeah, yeah. He does this weird kind of smug grin as he turns back towards M. If I found him first, that could change things. And he's like <laughs> M's just like not got time for it at all. He's like, Good day, Bond. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> so he goes out, talks to um talks to Money Penny, and she's a bit snappy with yeah, him as well. Because they couldn't
0: find the bullet. Darling. darling. Like, this is
1: this this is the second one of Roger's entries that I've picked up on his overuse of, of the word darling. <laughs> yeah. And just that approach to just like any woman is just like a darling. And mm-hmm. he, he was very darling-y in Live and Let Die. And from memory, I think he sort of tones it down from the next film onwards. Mm. Then we move to um to a sort of cabaret club where bond is tracking down the bullet because i always find it interesting from one film to the next to find out how bond ends up on these missions and sometimes it's quite clunky in the setup and it's just dropped on his lap fully formed and other times it's like this it's like we've got a bit of a clue i suppose it's a bit like that in dr no where it's just like this person hasn't reported in could you go find out what's up what's going on like a detective sort of element to it. and i think what i'm discovering about myself is that i kind of like those setups yes where, yeah where something just sort of arrives and it raises a few questions and so th- the only real next step is to just start tracking down leads and, and and trying to get answers really and so the first sort of part of this film you know i was on board with last night on my on my viewing i was kind of yeah. He's making one logical step to the next and tracking down this bullet. And he finds it remarkably quickly just in the belly button of this uh, cabaret dancer who he goes and schmoozes backstage and, um, you know, tries to uh, question about the death of um, one of his colleagues. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Bill Fairbanks. Bill Fairbanks, that's right, yes. Who she claims to not know until she remembers. Ah, yes, yeah, yeah, what a yeah. terrible
0: tragedy. <laughs> Even though it's shot right in front of her. Oh, yeah, can't forget. I'll never forget yeah. him.
1: And I wear his bullet in my <laughs> belly button, but I forgot about him for a moment then. Yeah. In Roger's sort of unique way that only he could, his way of trying to get the bullet <laughs> out yeah. is just to sort of <laughs> snog his way around her body <laughs> until he finds it. Um, I mean, I mean, obviously which,
0: he swallows it uh, when somebody attacks him. I mean, what what was his plan if those people? didn't I guess show just up?
1: to hide it in his teeth, I guess, and just drop it into a hand or pocket it. Yeah, but I don't know. I I, I kind of like it. I kind of find that funny that he's like, you know, you have a splendid abdomen or something. <laughs> <say> that, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, then then some kind of big burly ape-like guys just burst in and start attacking and yeah. there follows a, a, a somewhat unspectacular fight of just shoving and
0: pushing each other around a, the and pushing yeah. not
1: not a huge amount of choreography going on here and the music is a little bit overzealous and and, and trumpety at this point um john barry is back and we should be grateful of that I don't know, I think um, it's not his best work so far in this film. No,
0: I, I, I'm a fan of George Martin scoring Live and Let Die, um, mm. and it does feel weak, this. It's like almost like John Barry might not have had enough time to to do this, I, mean, we, I don't we, know.
1: We criticised um, Live and Let Die a little bit for having large portions of unscored parts, action. Yeah. But actually, what's, what's interesting is that this does as well, and this is John Barry. Yeah. The first half of that car chase later on has almost no music. Oh, um, yes, you right. So, uh, you know, it's not... I don't think he's, perhaps like you say, not, not had enough time to prepare or not found a groove yet. Carthorpe, there's no such thing as a 4.2mm gun. The fact that they recognised recognise munitions manufacturer, military all civil produces such a bullet doesn't mean it doesn't exist, 007. Then once Bond has taken the bullet to uh, Q and Colthorpe for what I am going to call MI6 Grumpy Edition Part 2. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chapu made the bullet, 007. Just needless anger in these scenes. Yeah. He then traces down the uh the the suggested name of Lazar, um, who turns out to be a sort of bespoke ammunition maker and gun maker for private clients, um, you know, yeah. most of them killers and criminals of various kinds. Which I actually, uh, I I quite enjoyed this scene. I quite enjoyed. Yeah. I quite enjoyed I the character. I thought he's. Uh, I like how proud of himself he is, and.
0: Uh. Yeah, I mean, it lingers on. Uh, there's a shot where one says, "Oh, Francisco Scaramanga," and then you see his face for some reason. There's an overlong shot of his reaction of in finding out that it's, he's been making bullets mm. for, for Scaramanga. It's like, <gasps> I mean, if you can't, you know, you can't, people can't see what my face is like, but. It's like, <laughs> Well, my my you know confidentiality. With well, I can't remember what he says, but he says something about confidentiality. Yes, the he vibes. does. He's
1: like, he's like, I, I could, I couldn't possibly. I'm too. I'm. That's like, I'm far too. Um, I, I'm far too prestigious a businessman to discuss business. You know, he's trying to uphold the reputation of himself. Yeah. I think by putting on this guise of being. Overly important when really he's just like the bottom rung of this ladder. Really, in Bond's yeah. view. Bond's quite brutal in this scene. Yeah. I found not, not brutal but quite you
0: know cold. Yeah.
1: Um, he's got very little time for nonsense in yeah, this scene. It's kind of
0: he really does want to find out who Scaramanga is and where he is because obviously he feels that threat of of him. You know, he, he's trying to hunt him down. Yeah, so he, he does. It he just
1: sense. takes a takes a shot between his legs and uh, loads for another one. I I I, I like this Bond. You know, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, this yeah. Uh, come on, I've got no time for this kind of, nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> so Bond tracks the bullets down, watches where they go. they They get picked up in the casino by um, Miss Anders, played by Maude Adams in her first appearance. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so he tails her is about to follow her, and then gets cut off by another car that appears, and that's right. when yeah, Miss Goodnight appears, and your your voice suggests a change.
0: Yes. In your... This is this is this is the this is a turning point for me. Um
1: all good up to there, I think. Yeah, I was I was
0: all, I was all on board. You know, grumpiness
1: um, aside from the MI6 lot and
0: uh yes, grumpiness aside. You know, maybe just you know it's just stressful stressful, stressful month. I yeah. don't know. Um yeah, good night's appearance. You, you know the films in trouble if the secondary Bond girl is miles better than the, the primary Bond girl. <laughs> um
1: and it's it's just her. I was immediately ineptness. thinking immediately thinking of uh, dying of the day when you said that.
0: <laughs> I, I was I was thinking of uh, of no
1: time to die. But <laughs> oh yes, that's but, also true.
0: Yeah. like her pulling Bond tailing this car is about to tail the car perfectly fine, and she pulls up in this vehicle, stopping him. I was like, oh, well, I've just follow the number plate, figure out the number plate for where it's come from. And there was so many scenes in this film where I think the the, the mission's complete, job done, and then Goodnight ruins it.
1: What I find interesting is a little behind-the-scenes story, and this is just from memory, so don't quote me on it, but um, Britt Eklund apparently learned that they were going to be making The Man with the Golden Gun and contacted the the filmmakers to say, I'd like to play Miss Goodnight. And, and the response at that point was, well, you know, we don't always adapt the books, you know, right. word for word. We don't even know if there'll be a Miss Goodnight, and obviously it turned out that there was, and they were just like, well, let's give it to her because she asked for it. <laughs> um, so I kind of I have to commend her on the fact that she just went out to get this part for herself. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, it's it's written poorly anyway i don't know yeah if you could play it better than she did mm-hmm.
0: um no i don't think it's bit Etlin's fault at all for for how she comes across i think it's just it's purely the film that makes her as inept as as possible
1: so bond drops her off at hotel to meet with miss anders and uh you know he um bribes his way into the hotel room I say bribes, he doesn't really have to bribe his way. He just says, can you open this door for me? And the guy's (laughs) like, yeah, all right then. Oh, surprise.
0: Oh, Oh, surprise.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, he he sneaks in, he clears the room. He's looking around, making sure the room is clear. There's no dangers. Now, where's Miss Anders? Ah, I can hear a shower running. There she is. She's in the shower. Perfect. I'll just pop my gun away and make myself comfortable for a while.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And th- and this is where I know you said you know Bond isn't uh, a nice person. You don't find find Bond a nice person, or he does some questionable things and Live and let die. Mm. I think you said that in the last episode. But I feel in, in this film, it's even more so. And, and this is just the first instance where I just feel like this isn't the Bond that I I kind of really like. Actually, this isn't the Bond that I, mm. the suave, sophisticated Bond that I, I know or want to watch. Uh, it happens later <clears throat> on more so, but. Yeah, this is where it just feels a bit I think, awkward.
1: I think um, it is particularly jarring to see Roger Moore do some of these things because mm. he went on to become far, I guess, far more of an influence on how the role was written as his films went along. And so his more his tendency towards kind of charming people rather than fighting them was written into the character more and more. But this is one of the more early incarnations of roger moore's bond i feel like i've heard various filmmakers say that they were trying to make him a bit too much like sean connery mm. but i can't think of any time where sean connery just opened with violence
0: yeah yeah um,
1: yeah, yeah he you know you could point out to certain scenes where he slapped a, a woman around like uh, tanya for instance but that's at a particular point in that story where he believes that she's betrayed him.
0: Yeah, and it was resulted in the death of of Cohen. Yeah, and
1: scene, his friend yeah. has been killed as a result, and he thinks she's responsible, and he's emotionally compromised as a result of that. Mm. I mean, this is Bond just meeting a suspect, or, or or you know, just what he must know is just a minor cog in this machine at this point or someone who's at the very at least sort of just a bit of a victim of, of the of the thing herself mm-hmm. but he sort of doesn't seem to try any other approach before going for this quite heavy handed approach um, it's just like oh, I'm just going to wander into your room, rifle through your stuff and then, and then act sort of indignant when you get annoyed at me for doing that stuff. I mean, you could have approached this in a completely different way. Uh, yeah. But it's even more odd the way that it so quickly turns to them just like, well, let's just pop open this champagne and yeah. bottoms up, you know. And she's just like, yeah, bottoms up, why not? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Almost broke my arm off 10 yeah, minutes ago. Yeah, go for it, yeah. So very, very quickly then, Bond goes to the bottoms up club and uh on his way out i guess um witnesses the death of gibson that you mentioned earlier who is the 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 solar expert that for some reason ties it back into the, what mission bond was originally on bond gets arrested at the scene and taken away by yep, what I, uh, what turns out later to be uh lieutenant hip um, who was just mm. trying to get him away from the scene of the crime and onto this um partially submerged liner that had um burned down and and partly sunk in real life around that time a few years earlier in in in, yeah. in that so I, I you know i quite like that setup of the um of that location with the mi6 um sort of slanty office secret hidden base yeah i don't feel like we ever get a proper decent like wide shot of it to to really do it justice Mm-hmm. There's a lot of sort of angled doorways behind people but
0: yeah I think yeah. it's a
1: bit a bit sort of wasted almost um but it's our first interaction with hip in, uh, our first introduction of hip and yeah. um, we
0: see hip and not, his first thing he to do is you know to get bond away that's what he says you know, he wanted to get bond away from the police yeah his name's lieutenant hip he's a he's a he's a, he's a police works for the police but also works for MI6 so why can't Lieutenant Hip just go, no, it's all right, it's, it's, it's all right, it's with me, this guy. I don't um,
1: No, Hip Hip doesn't seem to have any kind of consistent characterization from one no. scene to the next. The but one... because of that, because of that, he, he
0: knick steals the,
1: the Solex. Yeah, but he's sort of like putting on this tough guy facade at first, and then when he's in front yeah. of M, he's like a, he's like, oh, a,
0: I'm sorry. a scared oh.
1: schoolboy. And then the next scene, when they're kind of, uh, you know, trying to look over the wall into High Fat's um, compound, he's just sort of giggling away and stuff. And <clears throat> his character's all over the place. And, you know, like we talked about him already in our allies list. And, you know, there's no corrections to be made here, I don't think. I think he's awful. <laughs> um, yeah. But the weird thing is, he's not like awful in every scene, he's just. He's inconsistent throughout. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I know who he is. At I all. mean,
0: I even feel like Bond's sick of him um, from that first interaction. I feel like even the bit where he's like the the pairing over the top. Bonds just stood there with cigar, like, <laughs> take your time. Oh, yeah, whatever. Okay, I just want to get. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to be here. I'd rather be over there. See you later. Clears off without
1: even saying anything. I and mean, then by the time he breaks him out of karate school and
0: and drives off without
1: why my notes from 2018 actually actually use the f word at that point they (laughs) say so why the actual f does hip drive off laughing leaving bond behind it it would have been better if bond was getting in the
0: car as it was driving off doesn't he
1: say hang on
0: yeah he says Yeah, yeah well i don't know i mean does he expect to be just hanging onto the roof could could we couldn't even not just get on the car and then maybe a bad guy knocks him off and that's why he has to take the boat afterwards and that's what happens. I mean, I'd,
1: I'd... a lot of these things are like the filmmakers deciding what they want and then coming up with the laziest way to get there. Yeah. Like they want a little kind of Enter the Dragon style Bruce Lee tribute scene with some martial arts in there, and oh, we could, we could have it so there are like these, these girls that turn out to be karate experts and Bond could just stand back, watch them fight, and then. And then someone said so so then what do they just follow him for the rest of the film and they go oh yeah. god no no we can't have hip and his nieces following bomb for the rest of the film no 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 we need to we need to get rid of them well'll just have him drive off <laughs> what and leave bomb behind yeah, yeah. What, why not unless said anyone's got any other ideas anyone nope nope hang on <laughs> uh so yeah there's this is very strange goings on around there like God all the bloody statues and people pretending to be statues in this film. Oh, it's just I, I know. Yeah. really oh. started to drag at this point with these sumo guys and uh, squeezing his butt cheeks and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the whole martial arts sequence that it's so drawn out. That guy that just does a whole bunch of like air kicks and grabs and stuff for yeah, no yeah. reason seemingly. I just, I'm trying to project myself back to, like, was it such a unique sight to see martial arts depicted on screen? In maybe. A, in maybe. a Western movie, perhaps. Was it just a kind of a novelty in and of itself that that, that was enough? Like, we, we, we take not. it for granted now that, like, every action scene... W- you know like the actors are trained in all sorts of martial arts and stuff but you know there's all sorts of films that depict martial arts you know in in western culture as well now but i can't help but think that the only reason that those scenes are allowed to play out the way they do is just sort of because they were more of a novelty then Mm. or because you know people were talking about bruce lee at that time um i don't know i mean in fairness Roger takes a, a, a few decent kicks and beatings in that scene. You know? yeah, and it's yeah, seemingly yeah. all him getting kicked in the chest and <laughs> stuff. It's hard to believe that he could actually best some of these guys in a fight, though. I mean, yeah, Chula, Chula looks like he would kick Roger Moore's ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, anyway, he drives off. He, he scares them off with a little propeller, and then he gets into that boat. And that, that poor kid who's trying to... Just, he just wants to sell elephants. And I know,
0: yeah. Because um, everyone's grumpy. This is a grumpy scene, part four, or whatever we're up to now. Yeah. Uh, Bond's just like, okay, thanks, see ya. Throws him off. Um,
1: Roger Moore apparently did not like doing that. He was like, uh, that that's just unkind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little bit. I mean, I like to see that he's sort of saving him from danger by getting him out of the way, but yeah. don't promise the kid 20,000. <laughs> <laughs> and then but, and then um, yeah, then what then what happens james
0: he drives so fast that he soaks sheriff jw pep who happens to be on holiday with his wife <laughs> the thing is i i know you we, we, it's like what the hell is he doing there but to be honest if his cameo <laughs> ended there i'd be like oh that's quite a funny little uh oh yeah, yeah, yeah
1: absolutely and there are a number of times where i turned to katie because she'd forgotten what happened and i said um what's what's that you think that's you think that's it now you think that's one and done is that is Um, if there was ever a character who you could say with absolute certainty would never go to thailand on holiday (laughs) it would be sheriff pepper yeah i'd go as far as to say he would never leave the u.s like what on earth has brought them to thailand it's just coincidence after coincidence that sort of really ask you to suspend de- disbelief at this point. But, maybe
0: uh, for like in the last film, maybe he got like a, little, uh,
1: a free holiday to a destination of your choice. Oh, let's go to Thailand. Yeah, I like the idea that it was like he won a trip to Thailand in the sort of police... Christmas raffle or something. Yeah, yeah. and He's like, God damn, I don't want to go to Thailand. <laughs> and his wife just like, what's the matter? JW. <laughs> I think that's the only way it makes sense is if he won that prize and he couldn't change the location. Yeah. Cause yeah, he's yeah. just spouting all these kind of racist slurs and things. And I think these days it's quite hard to justify any character talking the way he does. Yeah. Um, Whereas I think at the time, like those those were those were not acceptable views then, and I think the whole point is that they are ridiculing people who think that way. Mm. Yeah. you know if you are watch if you're listening to this podcast and you are someone who watches the Man with the Golden Gun and agrees with Sheriff Pepper, <laughs> take a long look in the mirror and ask yourself some very serious questions. <laughs> Well
0: that's it. In in Living That Die, you um you you kind of watch him and you're meant to laugh at him because he's such a a negative person.
1: He almost um, doesn't feel like the same character is in Living That Die, no. He's sort no. of dialed up even further. He's got like bright orange hair for some reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean I laughed. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I, that's I it. laughed yesterday. Yeah.
0: Um and that's what he's there for. It's just the ridiculousness. If you can look past the ridiculousness of the situation, you might get
1: you know, As you say, enjoyment out of it. If that was just like, oh, he makes that appearance and then that was it, that would be it. Yeah, be fine. Yeah, yeah. Then he gets pushed in the water by an elephant. And even then, if that was it, I'd be like, okay, you, you've had your fun, yeah, yeah, but it's not it. Um. But meanwhile, Scaramanga kills High Fat, who cares, High Fat's... Yeah, high Fat's dead,
0: I'll see you I forgot you.
1: High Fat was in it. Yeah, and I know. I forgot Chew Me was in it.
0: And... Oh yeah, to be honest, on the subject of Chew Me, I, I do feel like there's a lot of seediness in this Bond film. Yeah. The location, you know, the bottoms-up club, Chew Me, swimming nude, squeezing people's bum cheeks, I feel like... Out of all the Bond films, this is the seediest, dirtiest one. Mm. I feel like it doesn't have the exotic or you know the beautiful, like locations that we're used to, other than Scaramanga's mm. actual place where he lives.
1: I don't know. I think uh, I think Diamonds Are Forever comes close. Mm, yeah, maybe because I yeah, think yeah, there, yeah. there is a sort of exoticism, if that's a word, about, yes, true. about yeah. the Asian locations. It's not like just. Las Vegas, which is renowned for being a sort of place of artifice. Yeah, no, you were like,
0: Diamonds Off Forever and Mammoth of the Golden, Golden yeah. maybe, up there. And you know, both of those films I don't ha- have high regards for.
1: It does make me wonder if uh, Guy Hamilton, I cannot work out whether he's good or not. As a you know, <laughs> a, 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 like, what's his aggregate score overall? You know, he's got Goldfinger under his belt, which is a widely renowned classic, yeah. That that it's probably the two of us feel less fondly about than, than the mass audience consensus. There's Live and Let Die, which is objectively not as good as Goldfinger, but that we like more, probably. Mm-hmm. And then there's Diamonds Are Forever and The Man with the Golden Gun, which are probably both down the bottom of the pack somewhere. Yeah, uh, He's clearly got his own sensibilities. I think he's a little bit sillier than some of the others. Certainly... Yeah. Doesn't take things quite as seriously as Terence Young or John Glenn or Peter Hunt. Mm -hmm. And he certainly brings a a certain amount of style to things sometimes. Like there's a sort of frivolity, a silliness to things. Mm -hmm. What he's certainly not, as far as I can tell, is an action director. Yeah. Because all of his films suffer from like kind of lacklustre. Chase sequences yeah, of some kind. And, and crashes
0: that happen like for no reason. Like that 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 guy who just randomly drives a car off a ramp and crashes into a, 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 yeah, a market sort stall, of whatever is there.
1: Slapstick police pile ups and things. You get them yeah. in Diamonds Are Forever has got a terrible car chase mm. around Vegas where it just goes in circles. Yeah. Live and let Die has an overlong boat car scene, some of which is good, but some of which again is just police cars skidding into each other. Yeah. And this is again just Cars just slowly sliding into each other, crashing. That guy, those cutaways of drivers go like, "Oh, oh, oh I'm gonna, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna crash! Oh, I'm gonna." <laughs> it's like he's not an action director, but like, save for one incredible stunt in the middle of this film, um, yes, which ruined by something else, which, which is which ruined
0: so many times, which
1: is ruined by uh, by what by what my wife referred to yesterday as a Jimmy whistle. <laughs> I said, "You what? Do you mean a slide whistle or a swanny whistle? I've never heard it called a Jimmy whistle. Uh, correct me from wrong people, but from from now on, it's just going to be known as a Jimmy whistle, as far as I'm concerned, because uh, cause it's fun." <laughs> you just get, you just googled that to check.
0: I just googled it. I, I feel like I've heard of that a Jimmy whistle
1: for some reason. But, uh... You two are clearly cut from the same ludicrous cloth. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, Bond is sort of having drinks with Goodnight, and uh, they have some lovely foo-yuck together. Foo-yuck. And um, Bond says, you know, well, we've pretty much done all we can do, and there's really nothing we can do until later. Uh, uh, Or or, is there? Or is there?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you sly, sly 007.
1: And Goodnight's Uh. like... Oh, I'm tempted, but you know, just passing time as one of your fancies isn't really my style. Yeah. I was like, oh
0: that's that's a bit
1: that's mature of of, of So I know? said to my wife, just just listen to just listen to her say this. Yeah. Okay, now now start counting and see how long this lasts. And it is less than thirty seconds. <laughs> the very next scene is like, Oh, my hard to get at act didn't last very long, did it? Like, why put it in there in the first place then why didn't they just have a drink and she goes yeah sure let's go back to your room yeah what purpose did that serve it's like all oh, the writers they tried to give her depth and what's her excuse for giving in i'm weak <laughs> yeah no
0: and to make matters worse andrew and just pops up so Bond decides, oh, I'm just going to shove you in a wardrobe whilst I do it with another woman.
1: (laughs) Again, I did laugh. (laughs) Maybe it's wrong of me, but I did find that funny. (laughs) Poor Goodnight.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I, I feel like because she's inept as a character, Bond knows that anyway and she'll just...
1: I feel like Goodnight knows full well what she's getting into with a night with Bond, that she's never going to be his only one. Yeah, that she kind of just signed up for it anyway. It was like, yeah, I'm weak, whatever. Let's just do it, even though we won't, we won't talk, we won't last, you know. So by by the very next scene, you know, that's pretty much it for 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 Miss Anders. She she sets Scaramanga up and then pays the price for it.
0: Yeah. With that, you um, obviously. You get that conversation at the boxing ring with with Bond finally meets Scaramanga. and I did, as I said before, I do find that an interesting conversation that they have. And Bond finds the Solex on, oh, on the floor. She must have dropped it when she got shot or something. I don't know, Um, and manages to give it to Hip, who you know actually does something decent here. Hip, Mm. He, he gets it, but then decides to give it to the worst person you could possibly give it to, which is Goodnight. I just felt she was utterly useless, particularly uh,
1: in, in the scenes that follow, where she's just like, "Oh, I've got the car keys. Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> in my pocket. Oh, I've got the Solex as well.
0: Yeah." Uh, <sighs> but the thing is, the mission is done. Sky says to Bond, I- I've, "I've no quarrel with you, you know. Mm. Um, as you know, I'm happy to leave it, and you know, we can go our separate ways." Bond's also got the Solex because Good has got it, so they've got the Solex and they've got. Scaramango out of his air, so job's done, mission's complete. But there's Goodnight decides, oh, I'm going to have a little nosey at Nick Nack's car, uh, gets shoved in. Oh, uh, okay, we don't have uh, the Soul X anymore. I hadn't really now thought about it like that. This. But yeah, the
1: only the only real reason it continues it, in, it immediately is because they kidnap Goodnight, isn't it? Yes. And yeah. she's got the. It, it was over. It was <laughs> over. What's What's Bond gonna do though? If he if if Goodnight's got the car keys and they can't drive after him, what's he gonna do?
0: Well, the only thing is, he's gonna have to flag down a car and steal someone's car. from oh wait, wait a second. no. All the cars in car showrooms all have keys in the in the uh, ignition, so he can steal one of them, can't he? Yeah,
1: there's a. He sh- stood right by a car showroom.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so he steals a car that that's in a car showroom, and the which car is, also has the
1: car is empty, isn't it, at the time. Is that, am I remembering uh, that correctly? No no, 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 no. no. There's somebody in there as well. Oh, is it like... A, oh, a customer is, like, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone who must like live a in there. Like a local who wants... Yeah, local, yeah, yeah. probably, yeah. Not oh, some, oh, oh, no. Not somebody on, a on holiday. Wait, sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it turns out Sheriff J.W. Pepper is the person in the car who's wanting to buy a car Sher- from Thailand and obviously maybe bring it all the way back Sher- to... Uh, Sheriff Pepper. the, the Sheriff Louisiana
1: Pepper, State yeah. Police.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that guy who lives, uh, you know, like hundreds and thousands of miles away. I think, Um, because
1: because on the window behind Bond, there's a sign that says, like, American Motors or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Because it's an AMC, isn't it? I think that's what... Yeah, AMC, Matador. Um, I like to think that he just... Like, that's that kind of stereotypical American tourist where they're like, oh, hey, there's an American car showroom in Thailand. Yeah. Yeah, We've got to check it out. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's got the word American on it. Yeah.
1: It's like you go to like uh you know a far flung foreign country and you're like, hey they've got McDonald's here and you just have to go <laughs> yeah. there. I reckon he yeah. just went he wanted to just go drive an, a, a a car. I don't I mean, I'm giving it a lot of credit here, but why the I mean, hell he does ask for a demonstration. Why the hell when you was get- he What? Why? Yeah. <laughs> uh so anyway, Bond is now partnered up with uh, a character who should have just not returned even if they came back for a for a scene earlier on they sh- they should not be in the car showroom but here they are <laughs> coincidences continue and so does this long slog of a car chase yeah that's really only building up to this one stunt, stunt. but it takes yeah. a long time to get there a lot of kind of just driving in a straight line yeah, I'm sure yeah. it all felt terribly exciting to do. You know, oh, I drove up on the curb there for a moment. But it just it's, it's just filmed with no sense of urgency or or, or real style. Yeah, um,
0: uh, it just it's just an opportunity for Sheriff Pepper to just lean out the wing window and go,
1: Oh, keep a heap of junk off the road," or whatever. <laughs> I do reasons. love that scene though. <laughs> he's got his whole upper body hanging out of the car, and his hair's and his hair just, just like away. flying away. <laughs> yeah, um. Yeah, then he, um, you know, accompanies Bond. They they bust in on uh, Scaramanga just as he takes off in his car plane thing. Again, a, yeah. a bit of a sort of throwaway gag, but hey ho, we need to get him to to his island somehow, I suppose.
0: I'd, I'd love to know, like, considering we know what his island's like, where he lands that plane, considering it doesn't float on it just water. sinks
1: it probably. Yeah. But when um, oh, yeah. when Bond is on his way to the island, in that plane,
0: mm.
1: I think that's the best Roger looks in this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's cool. And one of um, John Barry's best musical cues in, in the film. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, we might take the mick out of the score, but he, you know, there are some good parts of, of the score that are in it.
1: You know, I think with, with John Barry's score, is I think he just watched the action and just thought, I'm not taking this seriously. I'm not going to score this like there's any stakes here. Yeah. So he just sort of scores it like with that same boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> He kind of scores yeah. it like it's a Mickey Mouse adventure sometimes. Yeah. yeah and I just yeah. like to think it's just him going, no, I'm not bringing out the big guns for this. You know? <laughs> So Bond arrives, uh, uh, and uh, I think I think the film starts to pick up a little bit again. We've had a yeah, bit of a yeah. slog in the middle there. But, you know, Christopher Lee um, starts to step into his element here. Maybe it's a little too late. Maybe you're already tired by this point. But he starts to give him a tour of his island and show him around the... the uh, the energy place that's—I still don't quite understand. But
0: no, I mean, it, it, it's, to me, the plot is like actually, he's, he's producing clean energy. Just let him do it. Yeah, let him do it. You know, he's, he's clean energy for his island. He's not—he's not causing any pollution to the islands around him. Just—it's fine. He's—he's he's not a bad guy. What's the problem? Because he, he kills people with a weird pervertish way.
1: He said "He's," you know. The, Bond says that uh, the oil shakes will pay him just to keep it off the market. Yeah. So he's saying that Scaramanga stands to get very, very rich from people in the oil industry just by not making his breakthrough publicly available. Well, mm. okay. <laughs> leave him alone, then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do feel. I, I feel like the the only reason why because. I imagine the writers probably thought, oh, "Hang on, this isn't uh, this isn't as evil as we thought." So we'll give him a big gun that it also powers, and just use it to blow his plane up, and just that shows you how evil he is. It's all to be honest; he's just got a gun, a yes. just more powerful gun from the energy.
1: That's what I call that, trouble. <laughs> so they have their little dinner, which we've spoken about, and then they have a little duel, and it's a, a little bit plodding, but it's it's good stuff. You know, it's the stuff you remember. I think. Um, yeah, and then Goodnight has to contend with the uh, the overwhelming forces of Scaramanga's many many henchmen. Oh, oh no, wait! It's just one bloke <laughs> <laughs> who appears to be on a um, non-speaking extras contract. <laughs> In scenes where it looks like he should be saying things, it's like <laughs> he, Still he, just, he, he just he hasn't been paid to speak, has he? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was true to some extent that you'd get like right. you'd get like one fee if you didn't say anything and another fee if you said a word.
0: Well, that's how it was when I used to be a, a supporting artist, as we yeah. like to, to call them. Um, so you think they paid yeah, him less
1: he, because he just beckons? I,
0: I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I reckon so. I mean, they were they, for some reason they didn't want to hire actual mannequins for being for Al Capone, even though they don't say a, a single line. So they've actually, actually hired actors, it's, Maybe actors are actually cheaper. It's than probably cheaper to actual, buy to buy, buy a
1: supporting it. actor, a supporting artist than a, yeah. than a than a dummy to make one at the yeah, very least, which is ridiculous. So uh, Bond, uh, Nick Nack convinces Bond that uh, he should try and kill Scaramanga, and um, Bond then gets pulled into the uh, the funhouse himself. Um, yeah, which is weird, but. Again, kind of unique and memorable at the, the very least. I would have liked to have, um, I don't know how they would have done it, but I'd have, I'd have liked to be able to get an idea of the geography of that place a little bit more clearly. I, I would have liked to have maybe maybe seen a nice wide shot or a yeah, schematic or something. I mean, I've got a book
0: here, actually. Let me just have a look at this book.
1: James is reaching for a book off camera. Here we are. Is it, you, uh, have, know, yeah. is it this, like, DK cutaway? Yeah, it's,
0: well, yeah, the DK thing. And I used to really like it, because it used to go through the entire funhouse.
1: And I'm pretty sure they just make uh, up stuff, though.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, they do, yeah. But I used to quite like it. I just, uh... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those sort of things. Yeah, but it would have been nice with a wide.
1: So, that's it there, really. Scaramanga is killed, because Bond poses his own statue, presumably he got dressed into those clothes. Off camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh... Goodnight throws a guy into the uh, liquid helium or whatever it is. Yeah. The whole place starts to just, just explode. Bond tries to get the Solex agitator back because that for some reason still matters. Um, yeah. And Goodnight ruins you know. things with a bum, <laughs> pushes some buttons, and uh, the whole thing explodes and they escape on a big old junk. They look like they're going to settle down for uh, their slow boat from China, or whatever she says.
0: Um, but, oh no, Nick knack is still here. And we've not really t- properly talked about Nick knack He's
1: a bit of fun, isn't he? Yeah. He's he's, he's memorable, again. He's memorable, yeah. <laughs> Makes some weird decisions. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, really? You go, you're going with the knife, are you? <laughs> you had the drop on them, quite literally, but Yeah. This film continues and these characters survive because of the idiocy of their villains not because of the smarts of the good guys <laughs> yeah yeah it's a bit of a weird scene it almost sort of cartoony cartoonizes the 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 the, the size difference between them
0: yeah i would have i would have been happy with him being left open as to whether he survived from The explosion on the island, or not, or is just seeing him not just fleeing the mm. island or whatever. I don't know, I don't think he needed this fight scene. I think they're just used to having a fight scene at the end.
1: With it's the, a bit like uh, a live and let die thing, isn't yeah. It? With Where Tee-hee. you go, Oh, yeah, I forgot about Tihee. It's a bit like yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about Nicknack. Uh, it's still one more bad
1: guy to kill. Um, so they he puts him in a suitcase takes him outside and we're left thinking for a brief moment that he might have thrown him overboard but um, that's later revealed yeah. not to be the case for some yeah, reason yeah. Some, some weird phone appears next to them and uh, M has got the number to the junk. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He, he, it was like Scaramanga, the person who nobody knows what looks like or where yeah. he lives. Yeah, has personal phone. Ah, there to, you are, Bond. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> at that point, I just sort of threw my hands up and was like, "What? I, I, I'm out. <laughs> I, I, I give up at this point." Yeah. Good night. Good night. Sleep, Sleep well,
0: well, my, my dear. dear. No need to fear. James Bond Bond is here. That's the best part of the song, to
1: be honest. (laughs) (laughs) And that's The Man with the Golden Gun. Yes. Uh, Thoughts?
0: (laughs) Well, as you said, it has its moments. Uh, The plot starts off quite interesting. And I enjoyed it at that moment in time. Bit like down of the Day, it goes downhill when uh, the main Bond girl yeah. arrives, and and then just the whole Solex plot was unnecessary. It could have it could have just purely been about Bond versus Scaramanga.
1: Yeah, I thought um, I thought it would be a clearer sort of high point and lots of low points for me. Until I watched it again, um, I think for me the high point is actually. The stuff leading up to Lazar, for me. And that's Yeah, it.
0: I, I was going to say Lazar's scene is probably my heart.
1: L- Lazar's uh, scene and um, may, maybe the, the sort of uh, the dinner with Scaramanga, that kind of yeah conversation there. But I think, honestly, the the stuff leading up to and, and, and the Lazar scene, the low point is pretty much everything else. Um. <laughs> <laughs> is there a low, low point? I didn't yeah. I didn't dislike Sheriff Pepper this time as much as previous no, times.
0: Even though it is ridiculous why he's there and stuff, I can overlook that.
1: I think it helped watching it with someone else less familiar with the film. So I could right, be like, right. "Oh, I've just remembered what's about to happen," <laughs> and then and then enjoy their reaction to it rather than dwell on my own feelings about it. Yeah.
0: And even as a kid, that those those, that, those Sheriff Pepper points were something I quite enjoyed as a kid, and that's why yeah. it's probably there.
1: Honestly, uh, I mean, apart from certain characters who are poorly depicted, like Hip or Goodnight or Sheriff Pepper, whether you debate whether he should have come back or not, I think genuinely the the weakest part for me is just that really s- slow slog from when they exit the kickboxing part mm. really up until he arrives on the island and that includes unfortunately that corkscrew jump in the car yeah, yeah. but the car chase is just so slow
0: well my low point would be just good night getting thrown in the yeah that's that that
1: that, 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 just that it's just like oh
0: yeah the mission's done i tell i tell a
1: lie there's there's one other bit that for me is is um is up there and that's um it's the part uh, where bond sneaks yeah bond sneaking into high fats fighting the sumo people (laughs) um, getting knocked out by knack, and then waking up in the karate school that part yeah, that part there that leading up to the forgot to tell you yeah. um, and, and that that part <laughs> forgot, to t- forgot, forgot to tell you <laughs> my father owned a karate school maybe my single least favourite scene is the sumo wrestler scene Yeah, because yeah. one of the guys just seemingly gets laid out with like a single kick the other guy just gets him in a bear hug and hisses and squeezes the air out of him while Bond gropes his backside yeah, yeah all of that leading up to the, those sword fighters one of them who who, who seems to die apparently uh, yeah. um the, the the guy does that fight, fight on his own and then i mean i i kind of vaguely like bond kick him in the face and, and then uh, yeah. yeah i didn't mind that bit i don't mind the martial arts fight that bond has yeah yeah, yeah, with with yeah. either of them, really. I, I I like when he kicks him in the face, and then I like the look that Chula gives when he's like keeping his eye on Bond yeah, as yeah, he bows. Yeah. But other than that, that whole bit is just like, oh god, get a move on. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just lacking. It's just. But I have to say, like, and this might give away some of my feelings about more recent Bond films, but I would rather watch a week. Bond film. Well, I I draw a distinction between a weak Bond film and a bad Bond film. Mm. And sometimes a bad Bond film would be alright as a film if it weren't a Bond film. Yes. And there's been a couple of them lately. Mm -hmm. No Time to Die I think would be a pretty good film. Yeah, yeah. Is it a Bond film? (laughs) 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 That's up for debate. This is a Bond film. There's no denying. Yeah. This is yeah, a Bond yeah. film. It it may be one of his weaker outings, but everything is left intact. Yeah, the, like by yeah. the end, everything is sort of preserved and yeah, uh, yeah. and the way it's meant to be ready to do the next one. Yeah,
0: and it so, has the it has the the things we expect from a Bond film. Yeah, it, it doesn't it, do any of part them of
1: formula. particularly well, mm. but it doesn't damage anything beyond this film. Yes. Um so I would not rank this like bottom of my pile. I I would go to this probably before I would go to a film that actually makes me feel sad for a day or two afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Which was the case when I last watched uh, Specter and I'll be honest, I haven't I haven't been able to watch No Time to Die more than twice. <laughs> I just haven't, uh, I yeah. haven't been able to bring myself yeah. to it. Uh, no, no, it's, it's, it's a tough one. Don't anyway, miss. that was the man with the golden gun. I feel like I built this one up in my head as a bit of a slog to get through, and I wasn't necessarily looking forward to having to rewatch it. But because I think I'd built it up as a bit of a slog, I I think that may be the way to enjoy it.
0: It's yeah.
1: just it's just yeah, to yeah. prepare yourself that it's going to go slow. It may not even hold up to the Bond films either side of it, or the ones before it. It's not a case of like, well, all films back then were were like this. This this is this was sort of weak, yeah. even even amongst the the ones that surrounded it. Really, I think. But there's some enjoyment to be made if you adjust yourself um, appropriately and you just are patient through the worst bits. No, I agree. So we'll wrap that up. That was The Man with the Golden Gun. Can we do some games with James? Let's play games with James. Yeah. Please, with James. Did you think for a moment that I wasn't gonna do games with James? <laughs> I'll be honest with you, James. I um, I'm not confident on this game. It was very last minute. If it so happens that one of the weaker Bond films has one of the weaker games with James to accompany it, then that somehow seems uh, fitting. Yeah. So poetic. Yes. <laughs> Well, we'll see. I'm going to call this one um, the Lost in Translation Game."
0: Oh God oh, okay.
1: <laughs> so what I have done here is I've taken the names of some of the Bond film titles. yes, and I have turned to my good friend Google Translate. <laughs> I have translated some of these names from English into Spanish,
0: to Spanish, okay.
1: It's and lost Spanish. I have taken the Spanish translation
0: <laughs>
1: and I have copy-pasted it into Google Translate uh but I've instead of telling instead of telling Google Translate that it's Spanish I've told it that it's Portuguese okay because certain words are similar right wow,
0: okay god this is going to be confusing
1: so it's gone from English to Spanish and then from Portuguese to Swedish right
0: but it's Doing it as if it thought it was Portuguese, yes. even though it's Spanish words. Right, yes, okay. and then
1: I've taken that Swedish translation of what it thought <laughs> oh, oh was God. Portuguese, and I've translated it from Danish, because <laughs> Swedish and Danish have similarities. Uh, I've tra- translated the Swedish into Dan- uh, from Danish from to Danish. German. Yeah, oh, not wow. from one to the next to the next to the next. No, there's there's a sort of gap in between each of these stages.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: So from English to Spanish, Portuguese to Swedish, Danish to German, and then from... I've actually tweaked it a little bit in some cases, German to Dutch to English. Yes? Okay, so we, German we a, to Dutch,
0: and then Dutch to English.
1: Yeah, in some cases, where there wasn't a direct link, because Dutch and German are not all that similar... Right. Um, what sometimes it translated one or two words, just going German and then Dutch to English. But sometimes they need a little help in between. Needless to say, these have been put through the Google Translate mixer uh, to see how they came out. So, okay. I think I've got 10, just about, because a lot of these actually came out more or less intact. But oh, really? wow. what I'll need from you, James, is a sound in oh, which... Uh, a sound I can, uh, a sound I can insert if you get any of these right.
0: You know, you know, what? I forgot all about these games with James. Right and wrong answers. Uh, uh I know one for, for no. What's your one for no? Oh, shut up, you! Okay. Right, I'm just i to go ahead. for that.
1: It's... Well, just just throw in any old one for a yes. Oh, correct. 7 <laughs> I just thought something Let's yeah. let's not yeah. overthink That's it. Cool. So, the first one is. Today's light lives on. Today's light lives on. I'm going to say The Living Daylights.
0: Correct, 007.
1: Well done. Yeah. The next one is... You only live occasionally. (laughs) It must be you only live twice. Correct, 007. Yes, of course it is. (laughs) Uh, I just like that one. The next one is... The morning does not stir. Ooh, nice one. The morning does not stir.
0: Oh, that's, that is That is a toughie. Um, I'm going to
1: say tomorrow never dies.
0: Correct, 007. Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> the next one we have is where no. <laughs> it's got to be Dr. No, surely. You would think, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh shut! Where no is somehow thunderball? <laughs> <What?
0: laughs> oh my god! I oh, think man, what happened
1: getting... there is that it translated from one language to another, and then it didn't do anything with it for like three stages because it couldn't. <laughs> So it yeah. just stayed the same for like three stages and then yeah. one of the languages near the end was like, oh, I know that word. <laughs> uh, the next one we have is to kill utsicht. To kill? To kill utsicht. Utsicht. That's not even English. No. <laughs> <laughs> that word clearly went through the ringer and never came back out again. Um, to, kill,
0: to kill utsicht. I- I'm just going to go with license to kill. Oh, shut up, That
1: is incorrect. Oh, my God, what? (laughs) Go on. That was a view to a kill. view to a kill. (laughs) I don't know what that means Uh or where it got lost. Uh, I'm glad you haven't got them all, because if you did, I'd feel like I'd failed. (laughs) All right. The next one we have is Square Rain. (laughs) Square Rain. Square
0: Rain. Square Rain. Um... It must be like a single-word title, surely. It's got to be. Um, maybe, I don't know. I'm going to go for Spectre. Oh,
1: shut up, you. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was uh, Skyfall. Oh,
0: yeah, of course. Yeah, that
1: makes sense. <laughs> you say like it makes sense. Square <laughs> rain does not make sense. Well, rain comes from the sky. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. It. it must have... The word for square and the word for sky must be similar in yeah. Portuguese or Spanish. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, okay, the next one we have is Art No. Right,
0: okay, this has do-
1: got to be Dr. No, surely. Correct, <laughs> <laughs> 007. <laughs> that one is Dr. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next one we have. I don't know what these words are. This has gone into the translate and just never come back out again. Consuelo Menge i'm consuelo reading them like menge. i'm reading them like if they were english words that's how you pronounce them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, consuelo okay. menge
0: uh i'm gonna go for Spectre again <laughs> some some random thing for
1: Spectre. oh shut up, you. consuelo menge i think weirdly if you put that in to translate it thinks it's like luxembourgish or something right. which i which was not one of the options but Consuelo menge in, in a language, means something along the lines of comfort me. It's Quantum it of is, Solace, then. It is Quantum of Solace. <laughs> okay, next up we have... What, num- what question is this? Uh, number nine. Oh, God, two more left, then. Yep.
0: Okay. I was enjoying this. Cellulose. Cellulose.
1: Cellulose. Cellulase. As in one word, cellulose.
0: I mean, I've, I don't want to go for Spectre again because I feel like I've said it too. I can many give times.
1: you, I can give you a hint if it helps. That most of them, most of Spectre came out as Spectrum.
0: Okay, right.
1: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it didn't really do anything fun with that. Um, cellulose. Cellulose. Does the word mean anything to you?
0: I wonder if, like you know, an octopus might be, you know, I'm going to go for some other word for octopus, and that's kind of been lost in translation. So it's octopussy. That is correct, 007. That is correct. Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, <what? laughs>
1: I don't know how it changed the cellulose. No. Just be like, what is Octopussy? No,
0: I don't know. I, I felt like it had to be a single word <laughs> title, so that's why I narrowed it down to that. And
1: Alright, here so. we go. The final one yep. is Confidential. Mm, confidential.
0: Um, oh, it must be for your eyes only, surely. For your eyes only. Correct, 007. Yeah, there you
1: go. Well done, James. Did you enjoy that? Yeah, I did, actually, yeah. I was lucky that I even had enough to yeah, make this no, quiz.
0: No. Well, I got—I didn't get them all right.
1: Uh, but there you go. I think you've got six, but I will let the uh, text-to-speech person confirm that and say some nice things about you. Which aren't nice at all. Well, you never know. This could be the time.
0: James did indeed score six out of ten. Although he himself is at least an eight. Am I right, ladies? Oh, thank you, you text a speech person.
1: Oh, you've. You, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you played me there. <laughs> uh. Oh, I think she's. I think she's gonna. She's got something else to say. Oh, oh,
0: oh, Sorry. I forgot to dock him points for the accent. He's probably more like a five, all things considered.
1: Ah, uh, see, no, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, as nice that time No, I was just just plain nasty <laughs> I got you back <laughs> <laughs> Right, there you go That was Games with James Games with James And there you have it That was our The Man with the Golden Gun episode of Bond Jam Hope you enjoyed it I, I, I enjoyed being back in the saddle yeah. Is that the phrase? I yeah. <laughs> don't know, why, don't know I, what I'm talking about I,
0: I, I thought you were going to say back in the saddle as well Why do, why do I know that? Uh is that I a bond know. line as well? Is that a bond line? I feel like that's that is a bond line. I think it's a phrase,
1: just in general, isn't it?
0: Y- yeah, yeah, but I feel like it's a f- phrase that Bond has said before.
1: Probably an in interview to a kill. There's yeah, a lot probably. of saddles in that. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, uh, we're gonna a In the saddle, a View to a kill that's next. it. That's where it's from, yeah, yeah. We're yes, we're doing um we're doing an hour in between episode on on a subject yet to be decided at this point. <clears throat> yes, yep. Well, I'm sure um, we'll do
0: something. Obscure or interesting. We
1: we'll see. Hopefully, it won't be as quite quite as long. Oh, I say that every time. I've got to stop saying this. <laughs> <laughs> right. I I am not going to promise when the next episode will be. Uh, n- just turn on your notifications if you like this episode. Great. Sorry, there are not more of them. But um. <laughs> hey,
0: we've we'll been going a while, so you know. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: we'll, we'll, we'll be back. You time. can get in touch with us in the meantime. You can follow us on YouTube if you search Bond Jam. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at bond There's not much there, but you can use it to message us and we will get those messages. Uh, that's probably the best thing you can use them for. Really. There's so many bond channels out there on Instagram that I just think even if I posted every day, I'd still be drowned out by the number of other channels there. Mm. Um, subscribe to the podcast on your preferred platform of choice. It's the best way to keep up to date when a new episode comes out. Um, we should all be on all the regular places on google and spotify and everything else in between hopefully uh if not you're probably not listening to this if that's your platform of choice so it's irrelevant i have forgotten how to end end an episode clearly
0: well we'll just uh, i think that brings us to the conclude and say um
1: well see you next time yes uh until that time Uh, take care, and James. Don't forget to spread that jam. Spread that jam, everybody, and cheerio. I said take care already. I, I, you said. Oh my god.